Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. We are back from our two-week Christmas, New Year, and sickness break and ready to talk about getting back into school and how to smile while doing it. This first show of 2019 is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks, an award-winning math program for homeschoolers that is sure to make you and your children smile. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Uh, I don't know what Ben was talking about when he said we had a great Christmas. It was a weird Christmas. Uh, here's how here's how it was in my house. And you can tell maybe my voice is still a little weak. Um, I sound old for some reason. Um, but I have been sick for like the last two weeks. I'm starting to feel okay now. Um, but on Christmas morning, um, uh, it was it was weird. Um, I had had a cold a couple days before Christmas, you know, I was starting to lose my voice a little bit, wasn't feeling very good. And and then on Christmas morning, you know, we did the Wilson thing, you know, it was it was still dark in those pre-light hours and all the kids had gotten on our stairwell coming down, getting ready to come downstairs. Of course they couldn't they couldn't progress. And uh Sam and Ike, this was their last Christmas, and everybody's excited, and we you know my wife's getting kind of breakfast ready and We've got the lights lit and the candles lit and and the presents ready to shock and awe and uh we everybody came down and everything was fun and we always start by opening up our uh stockings and uh ben and rissa were next door at their home doing their own thing with renly and uh about the second stocking i'm starting to feel funny you know like wow you know maybe a little congested in my head maybe you know, kind of that lightheaded. And so I kind of sat down on the ground and they're, they're still opening a stocking. And, and then I kind of lay down on the floor and thinking, I'm just going to shake this thing off. And uh, the next thing I knew, I'm like, man, I might, I might pass out here. And I told Debbie, I said, honey, I, I don't, I, I think I might faint. And uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking, this is weird. And Debbie's like, don't panic. And I, could, and I wasn't panicking, but she was making me feel panicky. And so I, I started to get up and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. I got up and went to the bathroom. And halfway there, I thought, I'm going to drop. I'm going to fall uh. down right now. And so I lay down on the floor. And then I'm starting to have these thoughts like, I'm going to die on Christmas morning. <laughs> And everybody's going to have this terrible memory of dad dying on Christmas morning. Um, the good news is I did not die on Christmas morning. And uh, my wife, she kind of put a wet cloth on my head. I could hear my daughter in the background, Catherine. Should we call 911? Should we call 911? And I'm like, what is going on here? I felt like going, <laughs> you know, go on and wait, snap out of it. And, uh, you know, thankfully, they went back in and started opening up stockings again. And about uh, a stocking later, I was I was fine. I felt good. I haven't, I haven't felt so that weird. way again since. And even Ike said uh, at the end of Christmas Day, he goes, hey, Dad, thanks for not dying on Christmas morning. That would have been a real damper on the day. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, and since that day, then uh, Christmas morning, usually we we about – Oh, two o'clock in the afternoon, the whole family usually goes down to Indianapolis, which is a couple hours from our house. And we go celebrate with all the cousins and at, at aunts and uncles. And I got to stay behind because we didn't want to get grandpa, who's a little frail right now. We didn't want him to get sick. So I spent Christmas Eve laying on the couch by myself when my whole household was gone. 
And uh, for the next two weeks, I've slept on the couch uh, so that my wife, I don't wake, keep my wife awake hacking all night long because I thought, I mean, I felt decent during the day. I didn't feel too congested. I felt pretty clear, but I would just hack and hack and hack at night. No fever, nothing. And then like Thursday of last week after New Year's, uh, kind of that being a bummer, uh, I uh, started feeling better. And now I feel pretty good. So we're, we're back on, in the, on the saddle again and, and doing good. But Ben, the big exciting news is that Christmas is behind us. New Year's is behind us. And uh, you got... You've got an exciting couple of three weeks because in three weeks, something's happening. Go ahead and tell everybody. They all know, but <clears throat> and we mentioned it before, but we're in that final home stretch. Uh, this is due on the 26th of this month. So that's 19 days from less than 19 days. If she hit it on that, you know, like right on that day or not hit it, but you know, if we have the baby that day, which, you know, it could be sooner, could be, which she's saying she feels like it could be, who knows. But <clears throat> so that means we are getting down to the wire and, She's been wanting this bathtub since we we did uh, the first time around. We did all natural at a birthing center, which probably you know some of you may sound weird, some of you sounds maybe great, but we did it there and they had a bathtub that she got a labor in <laughs> at the uh, birthing center and it was incredible. So ever since then, she's you know decided that she really wants to have uh, you know her big bathtub at home working so she can labor maybe in that. But we only had a tiny little, like, uh, you know, one of the combo ones that just wasn't deep enough. So she wanted us to swap it out. But uh, I didn't realize that's what it was for right then. So she, we started this weekend and we have like a couple weeks and I had to order everything and it's going to be down to the wire. So she said, if she doesn't go early, it's because we didn't get the bathtub done in time. So she's not having the baby until it's done. So that's our big project right now, trying to get that done. Quickly, and uh, so we'll can you see. tell everybody the baby's name? I don't know. I, I I've been hesitant to tell anybody because I don't, I don't want know to if feel we were like officially announced or not. But I think we're or not. I think we're going with Hudson. So and Hudson. then my middle name and dad's middle name is Eric. So we'll do Hudson Eric. So that should be all right. Should be the name. I'm already so. planning to call him Hud. <laughs> that sounds not probably great. Don't let us know that. Yeah, that's so when you name your kid Hudson. I guess. Uh, well, good. you know, I was thinking we should have some kind of giveaway uh maybe just because it's the the the, the uh first of the year or um uh uh you know I, I thought maybe we could have a you know try to guess uh hudson's birthday down to the who gets the closest we still might do that but I, i'm gonna give away a book i'll talk about a little bit later uh 365 day homeschool mom um ben i'm gonna let you pick randomly as a random generated uh to anybody who uh makes a comment today you don't even have to make a comment. Just, you know, raise your hand or do whatever you do to let us know you're listening. We'll do it just to, during the live part to entice you podcast listeners to also listen uh, as we do it uh, live. Um, but I thought today, Ben, we'd talk about, uh, you know, kind of getting back in the saddle because I, I know today was our first homeschool day back uh, on the 7th here as we're recording it. Um, I know some of you record or recorded, some of you started earlier. Uh, it was just kind of a weird way the new year's fell. And so this Monday was a good time to start. And I know, you know, maybe you're not quite ready to start. Uh, I know that, uh, for me, you know, being sick for all that time, you're like, I missed all the, the, the downtime between Christmas and new year's. And, uh, sometimes it's just hard to get started. Um, and I thought maybe we'd talk, uh, uh, really about, uh, kind of 
New Year's homeschool resolutions. And I don't know, uh, Ben, you know, I guess I should know this. Uh, you know, have you, have you made any New Year's resolutions this year? Not really. I've never been a super like sit down and map it out type person. Uh, so not that's not because you're a guy. Super, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. We've, we talked about it with our marriage group on things that we'd like to, you know, throughout the year. And one of mine, like more dad and husband ones, just to keep being more intentional about, you know, things, but not anything like personal, really. Right, because you don't have any room to grow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, you know like once you hit your peak, you might as well just stop there. You exactly, know? exactly. I've seen, we've seen worse. You know, uh, uh, but I know my sister-in-law Dawn. Uh, she's not listening, but you might know her down in Indianapolis. She's my uh, one of my sister-in-laws, and she loves New Year's. Um, she said it's her favorite holiday uh, because she loves and Ben Getting knows her so start. well. Uh, what? Probably because she loves getting a fresh start. She likes she a fresh start and she loves to make her resolutions and um, she makes them for other people and, and her husband hates it because I always like, hey, Alan, you got any New Year's resolutions? And he goes, I don't know. Don hasn't told me yet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, you know, the thing is, you know, a lot of people hate New Year's resolutions because it just... Uh, is a, a, a list that you often fail at, you know? Um, you know, we always have uh, resolutions to maybe eat less or to do more or to get up earlier or to do all those things. And in fact, I was, I can remember one conversation I was having with my sister-in-law Dawn and I said, ah, I just don't like it. You know, I, I don't even know if we're supposed to. And she said with, you know, this little glee in her eye, she goes, well, don't you want to be better? You know, are you satisfied with your, your crumminess? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Uh, um, but you know, I've thought about that since. In fact, I was, uh, I was uh, not bothered. I won't use the word bothered um, by a post on Facebook that one of you well-meaning mothers uh, put on uh, right before Christmas. Uh, and you know, a lot of the posts we had done were about you know, kind of slowing down for Christmas, taking a day off, or taking the week off, or taking the rest of the month off. And one of the moms said, you know, I feel like you should be telling us, uh, or all your posts are telling us to, to take it easy. I feel like you should be spurring us on to do more and to be better. And, to, and, and I, I wrote her back and I basically said, hey, the whole world is spurring you on to do those things. My job is not to make you less. My, my job is to help you to choose what matters. And so I was thinking about that as in, as far as New Year's resolutions go. And all these New Year's resolutions are really New Year's resolutions to do less. And so I thought maybe you'd like it. And uh, um, these are the ones that I was thinking about, um, maybe to encourage you to, to, to do this coming year. And here's the first one. Um, your first New Year's resolution, homeschool New Year's resolution for 2019 is this. If you're going to add something new to your schedule, take away something old, okay? So I know, you know, some of you have had ideas like, oh, we need to do this. Or maybe you were talking, having a conversation, or you read something, over, and you thought, oh, we need to add something. We need to add this to our homeschool schedule. Let me just encourage you, if you add something, take something else away. 
Because the truth is you're not super mom. You can't do it all. You can't just keep piling it on and trying to squeeze in more because that's really a recipe for, for failure at that because you're going to find out that you can't get it all done. So let me just encourage you. If you want to add, you know, first aid, take away something else. Okay, that's the first one. Number two, set a time to be done each day. Um, and this is a, this is a, a hard one. Um, you know, so, so set a time that you believe that you should be done with school every day, you know, because the thing is sometimes we start and it just kind of creeps on. Um, I know some of you moms say, well, I'd like to be done at noon. Here's what you need to do. If you'd like to be done at noon, then be done at noon. Um, but you got to do something else. Be you got to tell somebody else. You got to tell two other people. Um, so decide when you'd like to be done in your homeschool day and tell two other people. One of those is your husband. You know, tell your husband, honey, I've decided my new year, my homeschool New Year's resolution is that every day I'm going to be done at 12 o'clock or whenever you eat lunch, 1230. Or I'm going to be done at whatever time. You know, I'm going to be done at two. You know, if you're starting in later than that, you're going too long. Um, you know, and then tell a friend a homeschool friend um, that, and ask her, you know, hey, would you ask me every once in a while to make sure I'm doing, you know, I'm sticking to my guns? Uh, because I know sometimes um, it's easy to kind of set those goals and then you, you, can, you, you just go past those. Um, and I, I know, Ben, you, you've probably done that in other things. You know, maybe it's something that, that you know, you'll, you'll, you'll say, hey, I only want to take it. I'll tell my kids, I'm going to take an hour nap wake me up in an hour, you know? And that's because I know I could tend to maybe sleep longer than an hour um, if they don't intervene. Um, so number two, number one, you know, you're gonna add something, take something else away. Number two, uh, set a time to be done each day. Um, number three, get rid or stop, get rid of or stop doing that thing that's uh, sucking up your smiles. Um, you know, if there's something in your homeschool day uh, maybe from last year, that just steals your joy and the, your kid's joy, get rid of it. Um, you know, and that's where you got to burn the bridges. Ben, I don't you're a history guy. What's burn, what's the burn your bridges from? Is that, that's from something, right? Wasn't there somebody who burned the bridges behind them? Well, I mean, that's just always been a thing armies did if they didn't want to, I mean, either one, let people follow them or which would be the most, probably the term most <laughs> people are, or it is if you wanted to like keep people from your soldiers from wanting to retreat is burn right. the bridges behind them so they can't go back basically. So, you know, I guess when is somebody be, like, I thought it was like Cortez or somebody or who, burnt I mean, their some people are famous also for burning their ships, which was, I think him potentially. Oh, really? So they uh, mean so they, like they, they went to the new return. land and then they burned up their ships so they could yeah, go back. They built them later. Uh, I think that was him, but I, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots of generals have burned their bridges. So I really? don't know who were the first huh. one ever. Well, was. you need to do it, mom. You know, if there's something that's really, that, that's stolen your joy, get rid of it, you know, or quit doing it. You know, if you're if you're doing like music lessons and your kids don't like it and you think, I don't want to have to add that to this again, don't do it. If it's your co-op, you know, that you're like, oh, we got to start co-op again, you know, and your kids are like, oh, do we have to go? Then quit. Just stop it. Because, you know, I think the I don't know who said it, but the definition of insanity. Do you know what that has been? Let's keep doing the same thing over and over again without changing. Exactly. It. And, and you expect different results. 
You know, uh, uh, I know sometimes my, my wife, your mother does that, you know, she kind of keeps doing the same thing. And you think, oh, maybe if I just do it differently or if I do it the same way and I continue doing it the same way, it's going to get better. Yeah. But it never does. So make a resolution for this year for that one thing. If you have mm -hmm. that one thing, maybe you don't, you know, if you don't, mm -hmm. you're fine. But if Me you do get rid of it. What were you say, Ben? Mia said here on, she said math, question mark, question mark, LOL. So she's saying, what about if it's, you know, math is sucking the joy out of everything. Okay. That's a let's pretty core take one. Math. Let's take math. Um, you know, cause people always like, it's like, well, that doesn't count for, you know, some of those big things. Honestly, if math is sucking your joy and if math is making your kids cry, figure out a different way to do math, check out teaching textbooks, um, you know, again, it will, it will make you smile or stop doing math for a little while, you know, or just do something simpler. You know, maybe, maybe you give your kids, uh, uh, j just a 10 minute thing of math or it's 15 minutes. Some of you, maybe it's just because you're doing it too much. That's killing it. Um, again, I can remember talking to a mom one time and it was, it was like something like math or something. And I, and I said, okay. Um, so, and she, and she got all like in my face, she goes, so what you're saying is I should just quit doing math or whatever the subject was. I'm like, okay, worst case scenario or, or best case scenario, what would happen? And she just looks at me and she's like thinking, and she goes, my kids would love doing school. You know, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound so, <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. I mean, your kids might have a good memory. They might smile during school. Um, but again, we get so focused on that, or maybe we just take again a break, um, but if it, Mia, that was it Mia, Ben? Yeah. Mia, if it's causing you, if you're dreading it, figure out a different way to do it or reduce it. You know, start by reducing. You can't, you're not going to get rid of it totally, but maybe, it, maybe you take a break or I know it's the beginning of a year of the school year. So you've already had a break. Maybe you take a longer break, um, but don't just keep plug, plunging through um, because it's not going to get any better. Okay. Do you remember, uh, I don't know if you know Brandon Weed, but he just said kids. Uh, what about kids? If he could remove those from the, but anyways, I was also kind of on this thought. I Brandon, thought it was interesting. you can't get rid of your kids. Yeah, that's the unfortunate one thing you can't remove from homeschooling. Uh, I was talking to this mom. I met with this lady uh, who is one of our clients and she was talking about how her one son, you know, he's in kindergarten or something and, you know, they he didn't pass their entrance exam or whatnot, whatever it was. And she's yeah. like, it's like a bunch of questions. She's like, you know, the lady asks him like, oh, showed him a picture of a uh, triangle. And he said it was the number seven or something like that. And she's like, it's just because he doesn't care. And he thinks he's being funny. So he just sees her. But they don't get that. And they think there's something wrong with them. She's like, you know, one time or they were saying he couldn't read or anything. So and he hate, he loves guns. And he was like, I don't know. He was real young. So she put all the letters on a wall and took his Nerf gun. He had to shoot the letter, you know, like he had to say the letter and she had him reading, you know, within just a short period of time. But I wanted to be like, you are exactly why homeschooling is so powerful. It's like you homeschooled your child and taught him to read, not some lady who thought that he didn't hit all the test subjects right or whatever. And I just thought that was like such an obvious example awesome. of like awesome. a mom being, knowing how to and changing up the way she taught her child. And I just thought that was so cool. Exactly. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, uh, that's number uh, three. Uh, so get rid or stop doing the things that are sucking up your smiles. Um, uh, number four, this is a big one. Again, this is, this is like your New Year's resolution, not to add, but to take away. Reduce or eliminate the Facebook pages, Instagram posts, 
um, that make you feel bad, guilty, inadequate, or make you dissatisfied with your kids, your marriage, or your life. Um, maybe I should say that again. Reduce or eliminate the Facebook pages, Instagram pages that make you feel bad, guilty, inadequate, or make you dissatisfied with your kids, marriage, or life. That means, you know, some of those things that you, you know, that are overwhelming you or uh, because or cause dissatisfaction with your life, with your homeschool, with your kids, with your marriage is because you're, you're watching some pages that you shouldn't be on. Um, not because they're bad, but because they're not giving a real picture. So I would, I'd sit down to, tonight, maybe after this is over, and maybe say, hey, you know what? Every time I go to this page, I always feel crummy. I, I you know, un, not, un, I don't know, what do you block them then or do you unfriend them? I mean, you can, or well, quit following people, you. You don't then, want to follow I mean, anymore. I guess you could just, un, you could just mute them so you don't see it in your feed. Okay. Uh, mute if, them yeah. or do whatever you have to do to get friend, rid of them. If it's a business or like something else and just unfollow them. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, uh, or, or, and I'll tell you, I, I've got some of those, some of those that I just like, I'm not going to go there because every time I go, maybe I compare myself and I only see their, you know, the good side. And after I leave, I feel, I feel mm -hmm. like I've, I've not been very good or I failed. Um, and I don't know, Ben, maybe you, do you ever feel that way? I don't feel it so much. Cause I, I mean, not. I mean, I guess every once in a while you'll see someone. It's more for me. It'd be more like financial success or, you know, some huge <laughs> right, amount right, of right, right. traveling all the time thing, for sure. But I know Rissa definitely has dealt with that significantly in the past. You know, she'll watch videos or, you know, people on Instagram and it's all the, you know, fit moms or, you know, like whatever. And it's a bunch of people with like all matching outfits and just like all gorgeous and in a beautiful spot and you know and it's just like okay this is not real but it right, looks so right, like right. well they just have the perfect life don't they and so. you know and again it's insanity if you just continue to go back it's like you know the the swine running back into the mud uh you gotta eliminate that so i just take some time and get rid of those things um because it makes you look at your children you know as though they're failing it makes you look at your marriage as though you're the only one who's not going on an exotic vacations and doing fun things all the time. Who's not always in love with your arms around each other. Um, so get off that stuff. If it makes you feel dissatisfied, <coughs> exit. Before we go through the rest of the New Year's resolutions, we're going to take a short break to tell you about teaching textbooks. Teaching textbooks explains, corrects, and demonstrates every problem to your child in an engaging way takes the conflict and responsibility away from you. What's even more exciting is the newest version works online as well as on your tablet and smartphone. So no matter where you are or where you go, your child has easy access to math lessons on the way. Worried that such a great curriculum could cost an arm and a leg? Guess again, their new lower price averages out to only about four to six dollars per month for 12 months. And if that isn't enough, Teaching Textbooks even offers a new discounted plan for larger families. So if your kids are sick and tired of their current math curriculum and you're sick and tired of fighting them to get it done, then it's time to switch to Teaching Textbooks. To learn more about their free trial or view a sample lesson, go to teachingtextbooks.com. We thank them for the support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Okay. Hey, two, just two more things. Um, the fifth one, uh, schedule, write it down, a playtime each week. Um, just so pick in your little schedule, because I know you all have them, pick one day a week. So we won't pick today because, we're, hey, you don't need any break. But how about like on Thursday or Wednesday when you're kind of, you know, pick uh, 30 minutes during your day, you know, and resolve 
that you're going to play a game during that time. So maybe it's Thursday from 10 to 1030. You're going to play maybe one of your new Christmas board games that you got um, because you've been too busy to play them, you know, or maybe you're too busy. I'm telling you, that will be the highlight of your week. That's what your kids will remember forever. They'll say, oh, I remember we always played board games on whatever day. Um, but it will not happen if you don't schedule it. So again, you know, that, that's going to make your day easier. Don't feel like you have to then, oh, then we have to squeeze in whatever. Take something else out. You know, maybe that on that day on math, Thursday at 10 to 10.30 when you normally do whatever you do, math, don't do math that day. Instead, play your board game. Um, again, that's what matters. We should talk um, about games that we used to like playing at some point on uh, some That'd be, that'd be a good show. Yeah, I wouldn't have any, but no, your dad uh, does not play games, period. <laughs> but mom used to play some games with us. She's very in fact, we were just playing inside. We were just playing some kind of Lego game right before I came in here. It was a it was a push for me. Um, but, but that's a good idea, man. We should do that. Um, uh, and then lastly, uh, again, not to add things to you, but on your schedule, schedule a time to text your husband, you know, just to tell him something you like about him because you know sometimes ladies your husbands get lost in the homeschool shuffle you know you're so busy doing that that you forget that you're married to a guy that you've been married to for a long time and sometimes he feels left out he feels forgotten so why don't you just schedule maybe it's right after your game time or maybe it's at the same you know right before you know at 10 30 you're gonna play on thursday you have game time 10 to 10 30 and then at 1030, you're just going to pick up your phone. You're not going to ask him to bring anything home from the grocery store. You're not going to ask him to do anything. You're just going to say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Thanks so much for going to work for us. I love you, me. I'll tell you, you talk about something important. That could be the most important thing you do for the whole week. Um, but it won't happen if you don't do it. So again, that's real easy. Um, maybe we'll post those a little bit later. Uh, maybe I'll post them tomorrow, actually. Uh, to, to help remind you so you can maybe print them off and post them up. Um, and hey, before we go, uh, I, I mentioned that 365 day uh, homeschool mom book. Uh, ben, I want you to pick somebody uh, by the time we're done. I was just going to give you a little sample reading for because this, this whole thing is, you know, 365 days of uh, just encouraging you in what matters. And I was just looking at today's post uh, or today's page, which is January the 7th. Uh, and it's about chores. And it says, chores and necessary pain. I'm going to read the whole thing for you. It says, hey, mom, the thing to remember about chores is that their purpose isn't to make our lives easier, but to train our children for the future. We all know it's easier to sweep under the kitchen table ourselves than to have one of our children do it. All I would have to do is get the broom and dustpan, sweep the floor, put the chairs back in place, and then return the broom and dustpan to the peg on the wall. But hey, I'm a parent who wants the best for my children children so instead i make a chore chart post the chore chart and enforce the chore chart teaching them what's expected along the way sometimes it looks like this 20 minutes after dinner i notice that the floor is covered with food i check the chore chart and see who the guilty party's name is next to sweep the kitchen so and so i call you need to sweep the kitchen i am he answers like he meant that he was doing it all at that moment how can you say it how can you say i am when you're not doing it now and i'm not done it in the past well, I was gonna do it, he responds. I want you to get it done now, I insist. I will, he answers, like he doesn't even know what we're talking about. Now, I say. A few minutes later, the floor is swept, 
but the broom and the dustpan are lying on the floor and the chairs are scattered about. So-and-so I call again. You need to put the broom and dustpan away and straighten the chairs. Sorry, I forgot, he or she responds. A few, minute later, a few minutes later, the chairs are in place and the broom is put away, but the dustpan is still on the floor. That's usually, usually when I start to rant and rave about the merits of being a team and that we must, must each do our job well in order for things to run smoothly. So you see, what would have taken me five minutes to accomplish instead takes me and them 45 minutes. So what should I do? Keep training. Keep assigning chores and making the kids do them because they're part of our family, part of the Wilson team. And because I know that if I don't train them to work now, they won't do it when they grow up. Got to go now and check the chore chart. Be real. That was today's entry. I'm telling you, you know, those are the kind of things that, that you can get out of here. And he, I'm going to entice you just a little bit more. I'm going to give you $2 shipping on this book. Uh, normally, it, it costs us about uh, $5, maybe even a little bit more. Uh, but if you use this uh, code at checkout, and it's just the number two, ship. Two ship, uh, you'll get $2, $2 free ship or $2 shipping on this book. What a deal. Uh, ben, do you have a, have you picked a name for our winner today? Yeah, I thought <clears throat> she commented, had some great feedback and she was in there from the beginning. I think, uh, uh, Mia should win that book. So okay. I messaged her or commented on her saying, Hey, if she want to reach out and give us your address, we will send you the free copy of that. So, all right. Uh, we'll also reach out, but you I appreciate everyone when else. You're not commenting. doing math. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Well, we appreciate okay. everyone else from commenting, though. There's a ton of awesome comments, and we'll read through some of these here after we finish the actual uh, recording part of the show. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. I uh, uh, hope you have a, a great week. Again, these are re resolutions that not make your life harder. They make them easier, and it should put some smiles on your face. So have a great week, and keep smiling. Thanks for listening to our first podcast of 2019. We hope you take a few of the resolutions we talked about and apply it to your homeschooling this year. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Also, we would appreciate if you'd leave us a quick review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. We want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all the great math products, view a sample lesson, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great rest of your week, and as always, keep smiling.